Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Jordan Schrader, who's a filmmaker, pastor, speaker, stand-up comedian, and podcaster. Jordan was born with a severe physical disability called spinal muscular atrophy. In today's episode, Jordan will inspire you to overcome any obstacle you may face. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you. It was nice to meet you. I um, I guess you had, you had, you were in the, the pitch session with through Blue Talks. So one of my good friends, Corey Poirier, who's been on my show several times, um, has this great organization where it allows for people like yourself to be able to find different shows. And so I guess you had heard me speaking there. So I'm really honored that you were wanted to be a guest on my show today. Oh, yeah, it's a pleasure. When you were talking about lifeology and all that, I'm like, oh, that's a great concept. And this guy seems really genuine. And I would love to have a conversation with them. And after all this time, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> yes. Well, like I said, it's an honor for you to be here today. So you, um, you've done so many things. And so what I, what I love about Lifeology is I get to meet wonderful people like yourself. And we all have a story. You know, sometimes we have, we all have some form of disability, whether it's an obvious disability or not obvious disability, but we always have something that we're dealing with. And so your story today is going to be very inspiring or is very inspiring. So I wanted to kind of ask you some questions about that, if you don't mind. So you were born with this uh, atrophy, the spinal muscular atrophy, and that's what you knew. And so live, growing up with this, I don't want to call it disability, with, with what, what should I call it? You're growing up with, uh, with who you are, the way you are. I, yeah, I just say like disability or whatever. I, I, okay. I don't know. I, I'm fine with any kind of word, really. Okay, because I want to be very mindful because I, I don't have yeah, your specific okay. disability. So I want to be mindful right. of what to say because I don't want to be rude or, or just, right. um, just assume. So, so growing up with your disability, you were born with that. And so that's all you knew. When did you start to realize that you may be different than other people or they may be different from you? I guess it was just kind of from the beginning. I think uh, growing up, um, even as a toddler, <laughs> even um, uh, it was always, um, I was always pretty self-aware of it. Mm -hmm. And um, just the way my parents would try to, inc and my family, I should say, like my mom, dad, and my two older sisters, the way they would try to include me um, with everything else and everybody else as well. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't like try to shield it, really. They didn't okay. like uh, use protective language or anything like mm -hmm. that. Everything was pretty raw from the beginning. And um, I think that was part of um, 
the best medicine for it. Mm. it was, at least in my case, everything was just pretty upfront sure. and like a, what you see is what you get kind of thing. And mm -hmm. uh, my parents like right away taught me um, like you have this disability, this is what's going on. Um, and when you're growing up with a disability, especially one like that, um, you get used to it pretty quick as far as like knowing that you do have limitations. And um, although I will say after a while, like uh, once I got through, once I started going through the, the, the milestones, I guess you could say, of adolescence, mm -hmm. Um, then it really, the toil really started to show. Yeah, like I'm whether sure. it was, I don't know, uh, playing with the kids outside mm -hmm. on the playground, although we always found ways to do it. Uh, the kids always found ways to include me, albeit sometimes mm. very dangerous ways to do oh, it. And, uh, <laughs> um, Good intentions, uh, but not the smartest. <laughs> right. Like, for some reason... I was always blessed with uh, the gift of obtaining friends rather easily. And um, not a lot of people can say that. Even if you don't have a obvious disability, um, mm -hmm. that's a gift to be blessed yeah. with. Yeah, it really to is. To be able to connect yeah. to people. I think um, from when I was growing up in church all the way through school, I never had a problem making friends making acquaintances, mm -hmm. uh, having groups, and um, they never made me feel like I had limitations. They're just like, oh, he's just a normal person like everybody else. He just does things differently. Like, it's always been that That's great. That's a good reframe. Yeah. Now, walk us yeah. through what actually is spinal muscular atrophy. What are the symptoms of that? What does it look like? So if there are people who don't know yet, please let us know. Yeah. Spinal muscular atrophy, um, there's a lot of complications, but in layman's terms, um, it's basically um, uh, the proteins in the motor neurons that everybody has um, are, in, are is insufficient and okay. um, lackluster, and they don't help the motor neurons help with mm. the muscle tissue to grow properly. And um, it's, okay. it's a genetic disease, although not many people in my family that I know of have really had it. It's just a combination of the parents. Sure. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but the disease itself, basically, as I age, um, my muscles don't naturally grow along with my body. Mm. My, my muscles okay. get weaker, weaker and weaker, okay. especially uh, swallowing muscles and uh, my respiratory. Mm muscles and obviously oh, okay. my limbs yeah. like uh, i've never walked i never really crawled um there are different types of spinal muscular atrophy um mm -hmm. also known as just sma for sure i have type one um which is also called wording hoffman's disease and so um you get it right away at infancy um like they know mm. um someone in our church nursery noticed at like seven, eight months old that I wasn't sitting right. And she told hmm. my parents, my parents got me a muscle biopsy and that's how we found out. Um, wasn't hmm. supposed to live past the age of two. 
uh, back in the 90s, uh, just uh, research on muscular dystrophy as a whole um, wasn't mm-hmm. the greatest yet. And now 30 yeah. years later, everything is different. It's crazy. So back then, people would be like, you have two years, you have five years. But then nowadays, I'm meeting all these people with muscular dystrophy. I use that in the umbrella terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. That are living into their 60s and 70s. Wow. So it just shows how much research and medical yeah. science has really progressed in the last just 30 years. Yeah. With you, mm-hmm. obviously, this is something you were born with. And so that's it's, quote, all you know when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. how your body's able to move. <clears throat> with that, how do, do, you, do you often compare yourself between other people who, has, who, has, who don't have that disease? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hard not to. Uh, comparison yeah, is course. just a natural human uh, fault. Um, we're, we're always going to mm-hmm. compare ourselves to other people. And um, there were times in my life where I would like... <laughs> Um, in retrospect, that's kind of funny, but um, like I would compare myself to other men that would um, be like an image of what I wish I would be if I didn't have mm, sure. this muscle yeah. disease, or um, like, if, or if I wanted, if I wanted to have certain women, but their mm-hmm. much more muscular boyfriend or potential. Uh, partner that would become their partner eventually would like quote unquote steal them away at least in mm. my dramatic mindset <laughs> growing up as a I found the same melodramatic version of that yeah <laughs> I was I was a very melodramatic person in a way growing up when I look at that's it and, um, and that's even in college but whatever college that's a yeah. whole different story but yeah sure. I would compare myself to other guys that yeah, like were they didn't even have to be super athletic. They could just like, I think it was just the concept of being able to just get up and go whenever they wanted. And yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. And, uh, I always felt like my body was imprisoning me and, um, mm-hmm. leaving me in my trapped in my mindset, which can be a very dangerous place. Um, it certainly can be. Yes. Yeah. And oh yeah, like I would get mad that I can play sports or just hop in my car and go somewhere without needing help. Because with SMA, you need help with pre- depending on the type you have. Um, but with my type, you need help with pretty much everything. Um, mm. It's it's to be a raw. It's basically twenty uh, four hour care. Um, yeah. Although I manage it pretty well and. Uh, I I do have a lot of independent aspects that I'm able to Good. work out yet, and um. But yeah, uh, I always, I will, I always compared myself. I got a little better yeah. about it in my late twenties. I just turned thirty a couple of weeks ago, and so um, thank you. Um, so my twenties and my teens, I'd say, were all about comparison and yeah, envy. I'll be honest, and yeah, being sure. jealousy, yeah. But yeah. I just, I think you God's know, grace really helped me with that. Yes, it does. There's, you know, I think all of us when we we look at life and we can see what we're not good at. For example, I'll never be an NBA basketball player, um, and I know what I'm. I know what I can do, what I cannot do. And I think sometimes when we get lost <clears throat> and the thoughts of I can't do this or I can't do that, 
But if we reframe it to say, but I, I can do this. I can talk to people. I can connect with people really well. That is a gift I have that some people don't have. Just like you said, you have a gift of making friends. So I think any of us listening today, it's not focusing on what we can't do, but focusing on what we can do. What are our specific gifts? And so for you, I was reading, you know, you are a filmmaker, a pastor, a speaker, a stand-up comedian, a podcaster. I mean, there's so many things that you have already that you, you can do. When did you make that transition to focus on what you are able to do as opposed to things you cannot do? It was a little bit off and on um, throughout my teens, I would say. I think it kind of started, like, there were little sprinkles of it throughout my childhood. Like, growing up, I loved uh, film and watching movies. I didn't know how much I really loved it until I really understood it more and studied it. Yeah. Um. So that kind of started when I was homeschooled, and when I was done with homeschool, my mom would uh, and I would watch a movie or something. And then that got me into the love of movies. And then I was loved playing with recording devices, mm-hmm. even just stupid little, those play school branded microphone uh-huh. things. I just play <laughs> with those. And, uh, but I kind of took a, a, a break, I guess a break, I guess on that for a while until later, I think when I was like 14, 13, I started mm-hmm. to really kind of, play more with video cameras and uh video editing software and my my best friend joshua and i um i grew up on a farm so we would play with my jvc uh uh video camera and record some videos and youtube was fairly new at the time and Mm -hmm. um well pretty much brand new and then we would upload them there and then i would play with Again, video editing and trying my own thing. So I'm complete, I'm totally self taught. And then, um, but I think writing was also something I really liked to do. I did that in like third grade all the way up. I like to make up stories. Like, um, growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, we had those like edutainment computer games. And, um, (laughs) so like, uh, a lot of times we can make up stories. I would do that. And um, and middle school was weird. Middle school is always pretty weird for people. But in middle school, yeah. um, I would have meetings every year with my teachers, therapists, and my parents. It's called an, um, I think it's, did they change it? I think it's an IEP. I'm trying to remember. They call that okay. an IEP. Individualized an educational individual. plan. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's uh-huh. what it was. And um, so it, they tried to keep reality in there a lot. Like, they'd be sure. like, okay, what do you want to do when you get to high school and onwards? Like, mm-hmm. they just drop that on you in those meetings. It's just like, yeah. well, I want to be a writer. I want to be a creative writer. Um, and they're like, oh, you could, but um, that's really hard to get a job into, and you got to be really good at it. So in my little mind, that was like a um, pretty crushing um yeah, I bet. So that's just one example. Yeah, yeah so like, uh, just like going to school and stuff, I would like get those little moments of being told I couldn't do something. And just life mm-hmm. in general, getting told I couldn't do something. And that kind of hindered me for a while. And then after yeah. a while, I think it was late high school, I just kind of put that aside. My confidence really grew senior year. 
when I sang at my school talent show. I think oh, that was wow. like, I think that was like the beginning of like just doing mm. it because I want to do it and doing yeah. it because I know I can. I think those are my baby steps in believing in myself. And mm -hmm. throughout college and all that, I really, and beyond, I really dove into mastering, learning how to write and video editing and doing filmmaking. And then I finally made my first movie uh, um, in 2017. I shot it. Wow. Um, very small crew, although barely a crew. It was like just my me, my buddy Mike, who uh, really helped me with the cinematography, and one of my best friends, Adam, who's an actor, and um, and my other friend who I met new at the time, Nicole. We made a movie called Thorns, and uh, that was completely shot in an iPhone 6s and a one of them fancy iPhone gimbals. And so uh, that was another big step. And um, I think a lot of what hindered me as well was just, I think mm -hmm. I was just uncomfortable with my body, if I'm gonna be honest. Mm -hmm. Not just sure. look-wise, yeah. but physically, like pain-wise. And so mm -hmm. um, for the longest time, like 26, 27 years, um, I grew up with a, a Mickey button feeding tube um, from like the age of two all the way up to the age of like 27. Oh, wow. And um, wow. in 2020, I got that taken out because I, I, I was just done with it. I took that out. My body went through a little bit of a, a relapse with it. It kind of, mm -hmm. I had to like restart my whole body basically. Mm. And I could eat without it then. I just pushed myself so hard wow, to change and reset my entire lifestyle and my body. And I mean, I lost my life a couple times because of it. Mm. Like I went to, I was in the hospital in and out for seven weeks and uh, wow. just a lot of issues. But, uh, but like that just blew my confidence away and just away up. Yeah way up and i just um started just doing you know what i'm just with determination and perseverance is what mm -hmm. really and god's grace is what really uh helped me change and go after filmmaking um hire a crew uh which i've been doing now um i shot my newest film the rose of sharon in 2021 with a with like a full crew and uh, just going into movie festivals, winning awards, and uh, my speaking got a lot better. I went to school or at college and and grad school to be a preacher. Um, and I'm um, over the over the last ten years, public speaking and preaching, and getting my tube out and my resetting my body. I just got so better. At speaking and articulating, yeah, sure. um, and just uh, just it, it, it's so much to cram into such a small session, uh, yeah. but um, yeah, I just reinvented myself, I guess, for just uh, sum it all, sum it all up in the one word. I just kind of reinvented myself over the past few years, and 
Now exactly. I'm making award-winning films. I'm uh, starting a new bit, my own business uh, this year, and I'm uh, like I've been trying to find church jobs. It's been a little difficult. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but yeah, I'm making I'm a, I'm making films. I'm doing stand-up comedy um, in my city of Milwaukee, and I'm uh, podcasting and uh, just doing all these things that I want to do. And I moved out of my parents' house 19 months ago. Uh, that was a huge leap forward, especially with someone, thank you, with a severe physical disability and organizing all that. So in a way, it's almost like when you live with a disability, sometimes you're a little bit of a late bloomer. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of. But at least for me, I kind of was. But yeah, like I've never been healthier and um and all that than I am now in my thirty years. And um yeah, I just all of it was just little moments and friends and family that helped me along the way. It's really been a journey, just yeah. uh getting to where I am. It was never like one moment, it was just little things sprinkled throughout here and there, these little God moments. And uh, just things I had to wait until I got to that part to understand. Yeah, yeah we only have a couple more seconds here, but I think that's that's a really so many takeaways. Congratulations on all the things you've done. But I think that's that is something to really consider is the waiting part because our time will come. And so for you, it, it you, like you said, you're a late bloomer, but you bloomed into yourself and you continue to bloom in that. I think that's a really good lesson for all of us, as I said, because mm -hmm. that is something where we can give up hope. And there's always hope, but sometimes we have to press on a little bit longer. And right. just like you, as the inspiration you are today, you, we'll be able to find what the next journey and what that looks like for ourselves. Right, absolutely. So, well, first, our time is up, Jordan. If yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, that's it. And then I'm giving a TED talk later this year, and I never thought that would happen. Oh, but right. yeah, yeah. Congratulations. That's absolutely inspiring. I'm, I'm, I'm so honored that you're on my show to share your story. And, and I know for years to come, you'll continue to inspire people as well. So congratulations mm -hmm. on everything. Congratulations on overcoming the obstacles and limitations that you were told you have. And sometimes your physical mm -hmm. limitations, you are, like, as I said, an inspiration to all of us that no matter what life gives us, we can always overcome it. If my viewers right. and listeners want to find out more information about you and to learn about all the things you're doing, all the fantastic things you're doing, where will they find this information online? Uh, they can find me on social media at Jordan Schrader uh, with a T, not a D. And um, on Instagram, you can look me up uh, at Crazy J on Wheels. Same thing with my TikTok. Uh, my podcast is called Handy Schlapped. That's H A N D I S C H L A P P E D. It's on all platforms. Wonderful. My viewers and listeners also know that if you can't find this information in any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and link it with Jordan Schrader and all of his information. Jordan, thank you once again for being a wonderful guest. Thank you very much. God bless you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.